just wanted to talk about the evolution of just how much it's changed and how, like, where did this even start? Like, what do you think was the catalyst for how fast we've turned from, oh, no, I don't even suck dick to now I can't even scroll pat through my feed without this girl does OnlyFans now. She's twerking. This, this, like, it's crazy now. The, nah, Bernice. Jack? Bernice? People, really? people really don't understand the influence that Bernice has on our modern culture with women. People don't, people don't give her the credit. You think like Bernice is like the the Beyonce of that that world? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when Drake got spotted with her, and that oh, was yeah. what like blew her up and shit. Yeah. And like niggas went to Instagram, and it was over after that. Every, ever since yeah, then, the Drake effect is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ever since then, the That's IG the, model thing has become a thing because of that. Yo, you. What's up, y'all? It's Lunchroom Podcast. Back for another episode. You. If you don't know by now, it's your boy Dapper Dan. Cross with me, my guy Fritz. You. Next, to my guy Fritz is my guy Ray, aka the Movie Guy. And behind the camera is my guy Fredo. How y'all doing? Chilling, man. It's been rainy as shit. You know, my, my clothes just just dried up. We yeah. was, you, we was, you know. My feet Actually, is really soaked. Yeah, we walking, walking down the because I did not want to have mad thoughts on my body. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been bad. Yeah, he got the orange. I got the. You jacking is a poor one. look. You look poor if you have like rain. On your you clothes. just look real. Just right. damn. For me, is that still in looking homeless? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you you're like, right. if you're Kanye, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I mean, where Kanye does be in. But um, today with us, as you can see, on if you're watching on camera, not listening on streaming services, we have a guest in the building. Yes, sir. And um, I don't know if this is a Ray. Uh, Ray brought this guest to the table. <laughs> so I don't know if he told you, but on this show, I, I'm the A mic here, but I don't introduce the guests. The guests introduce themselves because you got a mouth and you know more about yourself than I do. <laughs> so true, true. with that being said, you can introduce yourself to the people where they can find you, so on and so forth. Okay. He got two phones. So that means it's important. Nah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, I'm Rambo. Um, I'm a photographer. Um, I'm from Long Island, New York, 516. You can follow me on Instagram at livinglegend underscore underscore. And yeah. All right. So with that being said, let's get into it, man. Rambo, what's up? What led you to your? Uh, is that was this your your full time profession? You do this full time? Yeah, I've been doing it full time since I graduated high school. That was in 2015. So yeah, pretty much. All right. So what? Take us down the steps that led you there. What's? It pretty much started from. I used to like be like really into fashion and shit, and I used to like want to show off my outfits and stuff like that. So. I used to have my friend dove down the block for me, take pictures of me with his dad's camera. And then eventually I got, you know, tired of always fucking asking him to do what, can I curse? That's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I bet. Oh yeah. So I got tired of like always asking him to like, you know, come around and take pictures of me and just asking him to do the most. So I just got my own camera. So I take pictures of myself. Then from there, like escalated to like start taking pictures of my shoes and posting them on Tumblr and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> on Tumblr, yeah. And then I'll go and pics. just started bringing the camera to school and just taking pictures of my friends at school. 
And um, from there, my first, like, real, like, shoot, like, mm-hmm. my first, like, real, like, opportunity was probably shooting for my guy, Ev, um, Murder Bravado. He has a brand called um, um, Who Decides War. And um, I've heard of that. he gave me that opportunity probably, I think it was my senior year of high school, yeah. And um, that was my first time putting myself on that, like, big stage and getting an opportunity to, like, you know, really do it as something other than just, you know, like a hobby. Right. And then from there, I never really looked back. That's pretty much how it started, you know. Yeah. Has it always been like a smooth sailing type of thing? Like what has been like the most challenging thing that Prob- you've faced? Probably like the most challenging thing I'd say is just staying inspired. Mm. Because like when I was younger, it was more like something fun to do. It's still fun, don't get me wrong, but like as you get more, like as you go further along the journey and like, you're trying to figure out new things to do and new concepts and you have an audience that you have to entertain Mm -hmm. along with, you know, doing it for you. You kind of like fluctuate between, am I doing it for the wrong reason? Am I doing it, is my work like just trying to please people or is it pleasing me? Mm -hmm. And like, I've gone through a lot of stages in my art with that. And um, that's probably like probably the most challenging thing. Like right now, I haven't really been shooting that much because the ideas I have right now are just kind of like, really out there and like I'm really trying to figure out how I can accomplish them but it's just I don't know it's just a lot of stuff that goes into it because they're really extensive ideas but that's just a part of the craft it's, it, everything just takes time um, I noticed that you shoot in film yeah. as opposed to digital why like why do you prefer film over digital I actually always was a digital guy mm-hmm. like I always was actually I just talk shit about people that shot film like <laughs> honestly and truthfully um, that be. I still talk shit about people that shoot point and shoot <laughs> yeah you feel me like <laughs> like I just I definitely talk shit about that shit but um I still talk shit about point and shoot is if you shoot on the point and shoot and that's all you do like you literally just I don't know that's, that's your prerogative but I don't know but um yeah, I've been shooting digital since I started. Like, I always shot Canon, too. Like, that's that's my shit. I fuck with Canon. I like the colors, like how it feels and everything like that. And um, recently, like, within, like, the past year, I started to get more into film and shit. I bought a point and shoot, funny enough. <laughs> but I didn't really like it. Because um, it just, with um with a point and shoot, it's literally just pointing and shooting it. Like, anyone, like, anybody can pick up a point and shoot and just click it. So... It just wasn't as engaging for me. So instead of that, I bought um, a Mamiya RZ67. That camera is like pretty expensive, but I always wanted it because one of my mentors had it from a really long time ago. That's the one you just recently bought? Yeah, that's the one I just recently bought. I like all my stuff I've been posting is on. Yeah, you look through it. I wish I would have brought my bag in here, but it was raining. But um, yeah, so like you look through it. And it's just like a way more like engaging experience, and I just love it. It's just really fun, like the sound it makes. Like that's why I really wish I brought this. I could show you the sound it yeah. makes, anything. But like it's just, it's really fun. Like that's that's what it is. Like it brought back the fun to photography for me. Like it's because it was starting to get a little dry and starting to get like a little like you know when you like let's say like you're a basketball player, you're just doing okay. reps all day. Yeah. Like it just. It just became like more muscle memory okay. instead of like just being like fun and figuring out new new things. Oh, you and, like to be challenged. Exactly, I like yeah. to be challenged. So mm-hmm. when I got that camera that I have now, it's just been so much more fun. Like I've been going back and learning more about photography and things I wasn't doing before. And it's just been a lot more experimental. And yeah, that's probably why I transitioned to shooting film. Who would you say is like one of your bigger influences? To my photography? Yeah. Um, probably I would say 
probably Gordon Parks or like I like a lot of like the old school rap photographers like Jonathan Mannion and stuff like that. Uh, I like a lot of the experimental stuff too, though. But it's just like those pictures that I I used to, I just really liked how people back in the day took their image. Mm. Like nowadays, like I was I went through that phase of like shooting rappers. Like I shot a whole bunch of rappers and shit, and I was doing it like around that time where like it wasn't as common you know what I'm saying but now and even then I got tired of it because they're just so boring <laughs> like people don't really like care to put a put a concept together or like to like really go in depth with how they present themselves for the world because Everyone is just so like I don't know in the moment I niggas guess. Niggas be just trying to look the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Niggas be trying to look the same, and people just be wanting to flex. Like it's no like really it's thought. Not for the art, like, yeah, it's not for the art. Mm-hmm. It's just to take a picture yeah. and 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 it lacks creativity. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like now it's just like I don't know. Like it, it's it's sorry to cut you off. It's yeah. funny to hear you as a photographer say that because yeah. me as a consumer watching like music videos, for instance, yeah, like that in itself is not as creative as it used to be. So exactly. to hear a photographer say that, it's like hand in hand. I'm not the only person that said that stuff too because like I have a lot of friends that shoot and a lot of them don't like shooting rappers anymore either because it's just boring. But um, yeah, my influences really come from like that generation of taking pictures of rappers and documenting moments that like really stood out. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, Gordon Parks is probably like my biggest inspiration because, you know... I don't know if you know who Gordon Parks is, but he was one of, like, two, basically the first black photographer to really get that notice. Like, he shot for Vogue, and he shot Malcolm X. He shot um, Muhammad Ali, like, a lot of Ali's pictures and stuff like that. Shot a lot of the Panthers and stuff like that. His his work was just really impactful. And um, my favorite Gordon Parks shoot probably is this series he did where he, like, put up a black baby doll and a white baby doll, and he had these black children sit at a desk and, like, pick... Which one appealed to them? It's like a spirit. It's a spirit. Yeah, exactly. And sadly, a lot of the kids picked the white one. But like shit like that is like the stuff that I really enjoy because it evokes emotion, it evokes thought. And that's really where I want to take my photography. And that's what I was talking about earlier. We're trying to like figure out a way to put all these pieces together to get to that end result. Because for a long time, I wanted to do that. But it's just a lot of things that go into it. But yeah. Like, coming up, were you, like, self-taught? Did you have, like, people around you that may have been, like, like that helped you get into, like, photography and things mm-hmm. like that, that nature? Or, like, because I know when we talked, I know you know, like, Andy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, at the beginning, I was mostly self-taught. Um, Like, to probably to, like, because I was shooting since I was for, like, eight years now, I think. And I started probably, like, I think it was, like, 2014, 2013. And until, like, 2015, it was mostly just, like, all me. But then I started to go around with my friend, Javon, whose um, ad is Made by Japan right now, I think. It used to be Japan Logos, but it's Made by Japan. He went to my high school, and we used to take pictures. He was a photographer also, and um, he just taught me a lot at the start. And um, that was when I like really started to dive into it, and it used to be a lot of fun to me at that time. We used to go everywhere, like explore everything, like abandoned places and shit like that. And that was probably like the first person to really teach me anything about photography. And then from there, I met Andy, and I was, um, his ad is already successful. And he taught me a lot that I still use to this day. Javon too, but you know, but like um, Andy taught me a lot more technical stuff. And he um, 
was a really harsh critic. <laughs> like to this day, Angie still doesn't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like to this day. And it's like, cause that's just who he is. Like he just doesn't like to um have a certain number of followers. Like I think it's like two fifty. And he refuses to follow me. I don't know why. Cause like now he likes my work a lot more yeah. than he did when um we first met and shit like that. And um I always appreciated that though because Exactly. And um you always hearing like you're so good, da 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 and in your head you're like, I wanna be better. So when you hear when you have somebody that's like telling you that you're not good and how to be better, because they see it in you if you can be, it means a lot. And um I always I always tell him how much I appreciated that because it wouldn't have gotten as far, I don't think, if I didn't meet him. And then um I had another guy, um fuck I forgot his name. It's not, it's cause, it's like, I never met him in person really. I met him once, but, um, we talked a lot through Instagram DMs and he does a lot of fire shit too. But, um, yeah, those three probably were probably the most instrumental people in my photography for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Do you have like, so happen to have like a favorite shoot that you have to done? Yeah. I've done so many shoots. <laughs> um, nah, I don't have a favorite shoot. I have a favorite photo I've taken. Okay. Well, I won't even say it's my favorite photo. It's, I, the most iconic photo I've ever taken, to me personally, is this photo I took of Playboy Cardi at the show he did right after um, he dropped the self-titled album. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty much, like, one of his most iconic pictures. And I'm probably, like, that's probably, like, my biggest identifier. Like, to this day, I saw people, they'd be like, oh, my God, you took that photo? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's probably, like, my most iconic photo. But my favorite, like, subject to shoot is probably my friend, um, Guaco Wole. Like, I love capturing him. I've been doing it for a while now, like, since, like, 2017. And um, it's just really fun every time that we link up, like, the chemistry that we have. And um, it's just because, like, the way he dresses, he has a brand and all that stuff. So, like, it's just a lot to build off of shooting with him. And, like, it's so seamless every time. And, like, every time we shoot together, it just feels like we're leveling up. Like, it's never, like... A shoot we did like two years ago is the best shoot we've done. Like every time we link up, it just keeps yeah. keeps getting up. better and better. Yeah. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talk about film and stuff a lot. Yeah. And shows in general. So like, for whatever reason, do you have like an inspired show or film that maybe helped you inspire a like photography subject? Mm-hmm. Maybe like a certain shoot or something like that. Like. I know we talk about cinematography. And stuff yeah, like that, yeah. So like, cinematography is a big, yeah. big influence to my photography because I try and um, make every shoot I do like look cinematic, I look yeah. like a movie still or something <laughs> like that's that. A great word to put your style on. Yeah, that. yeah. I, 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 that's probably that's probably if I had to pick one word to describe my photography, it would be cinematic. Like I just try every time I shoot to like make it look like a movie. And that's what I want to be in the end as a director. Okay. But again, a lot of things go into making movies and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, so probably the biggest influence on my photography, movie-wise, TV-wise, probably be, like, Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that Tarantino shoots his films always really, like, stuck out to me. Um, My favorite Tarantino film. My favorite Tarantino film. Hmm. That's just such a hard question. I just love That's all those fucking movies. Bro. I feel like my shit changes every time. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I like, couldn't name you one of the time. His favorite Scorsese movie is Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite Scorsese movie. That's why I asked him because it's like, that's not my Raging Bull isn't my preferred choice for me. Yeah. Probably, I would say, damn, that's such a hard question. I'm going to say Jackie Brown. Okay. 
Mm. I'm gonna say Jackie Brown. That's oh, in, that's instant choice. Yeah, I, I don't think you, I've ever heard anybody say that. That's usually not that's usually not what somebody. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jackie Brown, but. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jackie Brown. Damn, I gotta stick with that one. But yeah, so Tarantino was a really big effect on my photography. I would also say that on um, maybe um, Fight Club, Fight Club, just that movie influenced me a lot in terms of my photography. Like the wide shots that he did in that shit, crazy. Like I just, I just love that movie. Yeah, 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 Fincher. That was Fincher. Um, Fight Club and. And um, enter the void. I have okay. as my screen background. Yeah, that's that's, that's another one because like a lot of my work in the past has been shot on wide lenses. Like I love that view. It just seems a lot more human to me. And um, that just came from you know watching movies because you know on the wide screen and shit like that. So that probably probably be the biggest takeaway that and like the colors of like grading and stuff like that that you see with like Tarantino and um, other filmmakers like that, like um, Scorsese and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. My, my last question would be okay so if there was a photographer out there for me think about becoming a photographer mm-hmm. what are three things that I guess don't give them three things they should be good at give them yeah. three things they expect in the reality of becoming a photographer hmm. like what comes with becoming a photographer if you want okay. to be good oh, okay yeah point, not just a point and shoot like you yeah mm-hmm. like probably the biggest thing I would say that comes with this shit is like there are gonna be moments where you doubt yourself for sure. And you got to have the resilience mm-hmm. to like push past those moments because you're not going to be inspired all the time. It just doesn't work like that. And um, second time, the second thing I'll say probably is um, don't be discouraged, you know, like just keep pushing at it. Like, and always make sure that you're still having fun while you're doing it. Because I'll be able to check myself with that a lot. Like, there are moments where I'm just going, 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 going. And I'm like, wait. Am I still having fun with this? And it's like, no, sometimes. And when that's happening, you got to draw back. It doesn't matter, like, what's going on. Like, because end of the day, you're doing this for you, right? And, like, the, the whole point of doing being an artist and stuff like that, supposed to be, like, a therapy. It's supposed to be a, a way to have a happy life, a fulfilled life, instead of, you know, working, like, a nine-to-five, whatever it is that you don't want to do. So it's like, why would you be unhappy doing what you love? You know what I'm saying? So you always got to check yourself about that. And um, my third thing that comes with it, I don't know if I would say comes with it, but my third thing, my my plan of advice is just to um, not look around, look 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 in the mirror, look inside, and just always try and um, make sure that your shit is just different and unique, and develop a style that is you. Because when you start falling in with everyone else, it's like there's nothing really to you, and you're just gonna be another person with a camera and it's different between being a photographer and being an artist. I say that all the time because, like, some people, like, want me to do certain things. And I'll do them, but it's, like, that's me being a photographer. It's not me being an artist. And you always got to remember there's a difference between the two. A lot of people don't really know that. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much my best advice is just always make sure that if you if that's what you want to be, an artist, to remember that. And don't get sucked into what's making you money or, like what is getting you a quick buck because being an artist is going to pay tenfold way more if you make that piece that's going to sell for a million. So, that, just always remember that. Talk to him, man. Nice, nice, nice. All right, but with that being said, we're definitely going to close the interview, interview section of this and hop into our show shenanigans. So, with that being said, we're going to hop into the first section. It's called the Lunch Line Chatter. For those that might not know because we have a guest, might bring in some new viewers. 
Lunch Line Chatter is basically our current event segment. With that being said, here we go. That is a drop for it. Shout out to Ice T. Like I said, that means you get. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the first to- the topic we have for today in Lunchline Chatter is the NCAA. Uh, they finally allowing players to make money off their likeness, the brand, you know, the whole vibe. So yeah. this is a fight. This is a. F- that's, the, that's the point of this thing. That this is a fight that they've been fighting forever, for pretty much. Since there was color TV, you know what I'm saying? So, talk to us. How y'all feeling? This was a conversation that we had on our first pod. Right. Like, it. this is a long time coming, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been too many cases where uh, men and women have lost their scholarships or um, Had to have choose been suspended between, yeah. or having to choose between making this amount of money or being able to play. Like, it, it has been a ridiculous thing that... I'm glad this monopoly won't be able to monopolize everything. Mm-hmm. You know, people will be able to make money with their likeness. We'll be able to get video games again, fucking NCAA football and stuff like that. Yeah, they were that, talking about that. Yeah, bro, like that was stopped because niggas wasn't making no money off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, like, I feel like it's gonna be a, a whole lot more opportunities for so many more individuals, man. So I'm, I'm happy for everybody involved. Yeah, for sure. Cause like for me, like I'm big into like the high school basketball scene and like a lot of the, some of the high school basketball kids that went to um, college last few years, there's a squad called like, they call themselves um, Jelly Fam. And like they dead was like known for like crazy layups, whatever. It's a whole squad of them. And like they couldn't make no money in college. And like niggas was using their shit all the time. Like niggas call shit the jelly, jelly now, and they can't make no money off that NBA. shit. Yeah. They ain't make no money off that shit because they can't because they went to play college ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just it's this is just great to see. And you know what I'm saying? I want to lob this up. We got to thank Levar Ball. Facts. Yeah, shout out Levar. Yeah. That man was ahead of his time. Feel me? And they called him crazy. Like, and they they cool. they call mm-hmm. the geniuses crazy. I mean, yeah. that's what they do. So so why are we? Thinking Lavar Ball. We're thinking Lavar Ball because, again, if people don't know, he kind of started this domino effect. The reason why, you know, kids are electing not even to go to college. The reason why NCAA did this is because, whatever, it could have been 1%, 2%, they started to lose money because mm-hmm. because of Lavar Ball. There was, there's other options now. Exactly. Yeah. He made it known. People have, because of Lavar Ball, people were like, we're not going to go to college, we're going to go straight to the pros overseas mm-hmm. and just be able to come to the A after that. Then what happened after that? And then it was like, yo, G League, y'all can just come straight to the G League now. And less and less, like you said, more and more options. And because of that, NCAA had to do this. Mm -hmm. And he he made that on, what's it called, the JBA? Yeah, JBA. Yeah, he made, he made the JBA too. That was was a bullshit league. But it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I had a good idea. That came before having the victory though. After, I think. I thought there was yeah, but the victory was for the The JBA was an option for college yeah. people, college, oh, okay. uh, college kids to go to. Okay, so, that's fire. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I like child of old ball too. But also, this made me think about like, yes, this is a W for the you know the future generation stuff like that. But I also, I also hope that the people that were done wrong. Because of NCAA, mm-hmm. get some reinstation for me. Like, Reggie, like, like, fucking me, like Reggie Bush for mm-hmm. me. They say he cheated, did all of this. Mm-hmm. They, let's get his trophies back. Even Chris Webber. <laughs> Chris Webber, 
Yeah, Chris Brown was like, "Yo, who do I who do I call?" Like he was like, "Who?" I didn't even, I, I didn't even know Chris Brown had said something. I just remember. That was on Twitter. Somebody had retweeted it or oh, liked shit. it or whatever, yeah. and um, somebody had made a meme with Reggie Bush. It was like, "It's the um shit with um Big Boy from ATL." He's like, "I know that ain't who I think." Little <laughs> 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 Big Brother. And, and I on the way over here, I just read that supposedly um freaking. Master P's son. You just signed a two million dollar deal. Yeah, deal. But you yeah. already know Master P will get that money. Nah, that's a fact. <laughs> I, I, one day we gotta do a Master the, P appreciation. He's like, he deserves. Two million dollars for him. He bro. deserves yeah. his bread now. And yeah. like, who knows? Even it could be a non-rapper seed could get a mil deal based on just their life. Mikey yeah. gonna like make Zion, so much money. Mikey, like Dior, Johnson, all these dudes, bro. Zion made more than a million dollars. Bronny? Bronny's making. Bronny's probably worth right now. He's not even like done done much, and he's probably worth like five, six million yeah, right now. Yeah, bro, just off his name, that's, that's crazy. crazy. He be streaming bro. too. Yeah, he's facts. Yeah. Then a streamer, um, he's part of the face like, clan. The face, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a big Kyle ass Murray. clan, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a gaming yeah. team. Bro. Yeah, they have a lot of those. Don't yeah, bro, yeah. but that's like a top five Tier, team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like a content creation yeah. collective. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Well, shout out to, I mean, not shout out to NCAA, but fuck fi- NCAA. Thank you, for, to, thank you for finally doing what you were supposed to been do. You bitch ass. Shout out to Lavar Ball. Shout out to Lavar Ball. Yeah. Shout out to Mello, Lamelo, La not not Carmelo. <laughs> Carmelo and some hot shit right Yo, now. Yo, bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> that shit is crazy. I don't even want to get into that. Yo, <laughs> Mello, man. Oh, we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna switch gears. <laughs> I like showing the phone. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to switch gears and hit the microphone check. Yes, sir. So with the microphone check, we got a little packed segment for y'all. First thing I want to get into is something I wanted to bring to the table for y'all. I wanted to know, because it's a conversation that comes up often on Twitter, timeline, anywhere, you know, talking music. How do y'all intake new music? New, Yeah. You know, new music, new albums. And how long do you think you, if you have to wait till you can give a fair critique on it? Because for me personally, I feel like when it comes to this, a new song, I'll give it probably one or two spins, and I'm not, I know if I'm going to bump this again or not. Like in, within that day? With, yeah, one or two spins right there. The album, though, I got to let that ride for like a week. Mm. At least. How many times you listen in a week? I'm probably to at least three to four times in that week. Okay. Different mm. moods, different time periods, just to see. Maybe I gotta intake this. Different yeah, you know what I'm saying. Maybe this is a, this is a car ride. Yeah. Maybe it's not in the, they're sitting in the crib. You know what I'm saying. This maybe some music is just different settings. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to me in different moods. So that's just my take on it. Uh, um, wait, which one am I answering? The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> All right. So like for me, like my terms of critiquing the album is like. I could listen off the first listen and I know if I like that shit or not. But another thing I have to say about critiquing, I was talking about this with my friend the other day, is that a lot of people don't know the difference between being a critic and personalizing your critique of art piece. Mm-hmm. Like, I could listen to something and know it's not for me, mm-hmm. but know it's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people just listen to something and be like, it's trash. Because like, they don't like it. Because they, they don't like it's it. It's not true. That I, I, I lean <laughs> this, more bro. To, this. I lean more towards my side, guys. But there is sometimes I'm like, no, that's just a bad song, my nigga. Bro, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, you good. Because I already know that shit get me tight, too. Like, like I remember when, when Cardi dropped Whole Lotta Red. Like, a lot of niggas ain't like that shit. But them same niggas like that shit now. And I knew of the first listen, I like that shit. But some people just can't. 
just take themselves out the equation. But for me, like I said, first listen, I know. Because with the first listen, you know if you're going to listen to that shit again. Yeah, and, and, I, and I don't mean like a listen like you with people and you talking over the music. I'm talking about when you like really intent to, intently listening to something, you know if you're going to listen to that shit again. But So for me, yeah, first listen. Yeah. The first listen definitely matters to me a lot, too. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, the first listen, I know within the first probably 30 seconds of the beat, and if there's words being rapped by then, I know I'm going to bump it again. Exactly. Too much for like a song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, a song, album? Album, I got to make it through, feel me? I got to at least make it through the album in order to know I gotta, I'm got i going to bump it again. Mm-hmm. I like to give it a fair shot. Like, I just fight. Even if I, I can't get it on the first listen, I just fight through it. I might not go to it. If I'm back, I might not go back, but I'll at least I'll give There's it. No the I ain't even going front. If you missing by the fifth track, I'm turning the shit over. <laughs> it's over that, with. Yeah, that's real it's shit, over dude. with. I'm not listening. And not, I'm not even going to call it trash. I'm just going to say, mm-mm. Like, I'm not going to listen. I keep bringing it up because I'm really disappointed. J. Cole? Yeah, that J. Cole album was really a struggle to try to listen I, to. I, I hate Cole. I hate J. Cole, and I, I like the album. That's what I was saying. I'm not a, I don't hate him. I, I mean, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. It's not like LeBron. I don't hate him. But, like, I'm not a fan, and I like the album. I'm a fan. Yeah, and you a like big it. fan. Yeah. I don't, and I. That's I guess one a, of his this low a, tier albums. This right. is a a column for a different day. I just want to know what people don't like about it. To be honest, because yeah, I mean, this, this yeah. is his best project ever. No, but no. is it something to say, yo, this is complete garbage? Absolutely. Man, it was better than Forest Hills Drive. What? Better than that. Forest Hills Drive is a top two I fucking hate that album, bro. bro. Wow, nigga! People hate that album because of Wet Dreams. I, I can't front. <laughs> oh, That's the first song that came to my head, bro. People just hate the song because of Wet Dreams. Like I understand the Wet Dreams ain't the best song. Um, <laughs> you know, he really, he be honest. Is black, he be I'm honest. Just, <laughs> I'm just weak because that's the exact song I was thinking about when bro, I was saying I hate that album. It says the same thing. Wet Dreams, like for me, I'm like, damn, I think y'all seen the video. He always got a weird one on there, like his folding clothes. Like, he's just corny. Yeah, I don't like that shit. But I, I like that shit. J, J. Cole's talking his shit on that album. I'm talking with that shit. I don't know, man. Jason has a bad, like, his. You know when they just flex bars? Yeah. J. Cole's flex bars are wide. Like, yeah. Like, like, oh my girlfriend, like, yeah. I've never seen a rapper where his flex bars are just dry. Like, he's kind of corny. You don't make me feel yeah, like, like I'm, I want to get money. Because like, J. Cole, <laughs> like, I know he has money. That's the thing. Because like, like, J. Cole doesn't live that life. So you know it's like, all right. So why are you doing that? Like, he's corny, bro. That's what it is. Yeah, Regular dude, he, that's his that's his stick. Nah, he really is. Yeah. Um, but shit, the way I intake new music, I, I got titles, so like they really be on it, like the suggested new um, songs oh, or whatever the case right. is. So if I see somebody that I'm familiar with, I click on the bitch, and if I like it once or twice, then I'll mm-hmm. download it. If not, I'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. As far as albums are concerned, like if I'm looking forward to an album, like I usually be listening to that shit off as soon as the shit dropped, twelve a.m. You know what I'm saying? I'm in, in my mood, and I would usually li- listen to it like. Probably three times within a week, like you. Um, but yeah, man, no, the title. I, 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 I want to be an advocate for title, bro. Yeah. Uh, let me just real quick. Nah, you definitely have Title is that shit, bro. You get it for free, you pay for it. I, I had it for free initially, but then I started paying for it. It was fine. It's fine. It's hmm. fine, man. Nah, it I is. I don't like I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just wondering. I'm, like he makes me want to try title. Bro, it's that ass time I downloaded for free. Me, the navigation on it is a little wacky. Today. They, they updated it. Oh, they updated it. Yeah. Okay. But um, you brought a good point about the songs. Like, if I can't get past the song, or if I can't fuck with you by like the fourth or fifth song, then I'm gonna mm. turn that shit off too, yeah. bro. Like, what do you? What? What am I wasting my time for? Yeah. Not yeah for shout me. out to that new song that Brent Fires and Drake. Nah, yeah, I, I still listen to that shit. No, I'm not gonna front. That shit is heat. I've been trying to tell niggas about Drake singing on it. 
Not rapping. Rap, rapping? Not rapping. Rap, 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 but Brent is singing on it. I don't really okay. care for Jake's part. Like Jake. Jake did his thing, but he but he just really yeah, he just added beat. on to it. That's a Brent song. That's okay. Brent on Neptune, because Brent did bro. what like three hmm. three was it, verses. Neptune's beat. It's dead Neptune's. Nah, Oh, you don't get the four count. But, but you okay. can tell they made it, though. Okay, it's for sure. It, it it's, 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 it's his percussions in there, for sure. But it's just not like... The keys are different. Mm, okay. The chords. Okay. That shit is fire, though. I really like that song. No chords. That's what I'm trying to say. There's no chords. Hmm. <laughs> nah, I'm weak because my family text chat is going off right now. And, like, there's a... They, my cousin's old number is in there. So, like, they're sending, like, a Zoom we're supposed to have later on tonight. And like the guy keeps, he's been saying since like yesterday, yo, <laughs> take, not- take me out. And like, but my aunt is not that tech savvy. So she's like, one, she probably thinks my cousin's like playing. So like, she thinks, <laughs> like, so it's just mad playing to watch progression. And she's sorry, I got bad sidetrack just now. Group chat is fucking the worst, man, nigga. Especially when one of them have the, 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 the green bean. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's tough. But sorry, I'm sorry. I was mad sidetracked. We're going to move to the next topic. Uh, micro check. Um, let's go here. <laughs> What is a classic for the moment? This was raised. raised. So what you, you mean by that? Break that down. It's funny enough. This conversation stemmed from a conversation we had on, on, on Clubhouse. Hmm. Remember when we talk about like classic, and we, I think we were talking about future projects, mm-hmm. and then we were talking about what it's time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like saying like, "Yo, this is a classic album," and I was tripping. like, "Really." I was really surprised at how much people considered that a classic album. And me and you were the only ones that said it wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, "Yo, it, it was good for the time." Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was a classic. A lot of niggas don't know what a classic is. That's what. That's another. A lot of niggas be attaching nostalgia to classics. That's what I'm saying. That that mm. that too. Mm. That, and like you said, you brought up a good point where this conversation is probably going to lead to like, like classic. I feel like involves timelessness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like, feel me. If, if the music or the time sounds dated, then is it really a classic? No. Or is it a classic for the moment? Like I said. Yeah. Respectfully. Like the young jock song is going down, and that song was a classic. I'm not trying to hear that shit right now. When I hear that song, I kind of get cringy. Like, I'm so cringy. I'm not, I'm not, nah, a lot like, of that, that 2000 era or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Moments, yeah. I'm like, I'm mad at how hard I cranked that yeah. soldier boy. I cranked the fuck out the soldier bro, boy. Bro, I knew every step. Don't trip. <laughs> I ain't going front. Soldier boy got some classics. I don't want to hear that shit. No, he do. He do. He do. I don't get cringy with soldier boy. I'm yeah. Like, I, but during that, that verse, I, I was like, ooh. Like, he has some super hitters. Yeah. Super, oh, super, super, super hitters. But, yeah, he didn't play a lot of good shit. Oh, yeah, he didn't play Sandwich and Lean. And he didn't play Outer Space Flow. Would have killed him with that. Except my diamond sarcastic. Yo, my wrist wrapped in plastic. Come on, stop it, man. <laughs> like, stop playing. Now we really had a soldier appreciation, man. We nah, did, but that. That, that's a great point. Like, the um, like it's going down. Like, that's a great example. Like, yeah. the. Shit, what what is the classic album then? I'll like, tell you what, what would you consider is. as a classic I'll tell you what album? Classic album is. Oh, go ahead, yeah. Classic, huh? A classic yeah. rap album, yeah. bro. It don't matter what album type of genre it is. A classic album is top to bottom. That shit hit, right? Uh, it's top to bottom. That shit influenced the time. It's top to bottom. That shit you can listen still, to it right still, now. Still, still gonna hit the same way it hit when you bumped it ten years ago. Okay, that's what classic album is. Like a classic album to me, looks like one I can do off the top of my head. Um. Like college dropout, 
Mm. Like that's a that's, that's a, a classic, classic that's a classic that's album. A classic, classic. Like um, Finally got a couple classics. yeah, he has at least yeah. three. Like yeah, three me, like Miss Lauren Hill, yeah. that's a classic album. Mm-hmm. Um, Thriller, that's a classic yeah. album. Yeah. Thriller was the first thing that came to my mind. Like bro. you feel me? Like shit like that is a classic album. I'll be taking it to rock. Like fucking um, I feel like Fifty Cent's Get Rich is a, is a classic album. Yeah, that's a, that's a that supreme. And like I think to sum it up, it's basically just like. Niggas gonna talk about New York. I'm putting that like here. Yeah, like that has to be on the table. Yeah. 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 So to sum it up, I think like a classic album, it just has to stand the test of time. Like it literally just has to be able to be that type of. Like it's just it's all good music. Like the Young Jock joint, it's not really good music. It's It's like it's like it was it matched the time. I can't say that. Imagine that being good music is, is kind of. Respect. It was. Yeah. I'm not gonna call it not good music. Yeah, it's, it's dated. Not, that's why I said it's dated. It was. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not great music. It was probably good music. It's not okay. great music. I'll give you that. I'll it's not that. timeless music. Yeah. Yeah. So timeless would be great. Mm-hmm. Good music was uh, probably good for the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So that's where I live with that. But that's, that's, that's it's, when it comes to the conversations with like Chris Brown and even Drake. Like, mm-hmm. They don't. Do they have classic albums? I think Drake Wait, does. you don't think Drake got a classic album? He doesn't fuck with Drake, but he I, does. I think, I think Subconsciously. I'll <laughs> be throwing soul in Drake's name too, but bro, Drake got classic albums. I would, the closest to me, I think he has a classic, and people don't feel me, it's Nothing Was The Same. That's definitely a classic That's album. That's a classic, and it's Take funny. Care is a classic. Yeah. I wouldn't call Nothing Was The Same as a classic. Wow. What, are you going to say Take, take care? care? No. If wow. Hmm? What's, what, what do you think is his classic album? My classic album for me for Drake is either So Far Gone is not an album, or um, If You're Reading This Too Late. Okay, I mean, I'm not, not so far gone. If you're reading this, I feel like it's a very, it's a very slept on album by Drake. Nah, it yeah. definitely is like, one of his like hottest. I think it's top three Drake. That, that shit actually might become a classic over here because it's still aged perfectly. Yeah, nah, like, like, like in the moment, people appreciated it, but I still feel like people don't appreciate it enough. Exactly, and it's gaining still momentum, like in Drake's catalog. Like take care when you bump take care now, it don't hit the it same. Don't hit I the promise, same. I promise it you, don't hit the same. same. As like, like I know, like we all had our most of the album, but now it don't hit the same. Mm-mm. But if you're but to me, nothing was the same. It's his best rapping. I agree. Mm-hmm. It was his best rapping, and I don't know. Easily, I of one song. Easily, his best rapping. How you feel about Wet Dream? I hate worse behavior. Worse. I hate, <laughs> I hate worse behavior with a passion. Outside of that song, all the songs hit. The I really like the flow in that. I know. Yeah. That is one of the corniest Drake songs I've ever heard in my life. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But like I said, a classic. Ooh, people don't understand how prestigious of a word classic is, and a classic got to be hidden the whole way through, and. Everything is too late. Hits the whole way through. I'm not gonna lie. And that's a lot of songs. That's a nah, lot yeah, of songs. It's definitely like what 15, 16, yeah. 16 songs. Yeah, I it was like 18. It's around. It's in the. It's in the high teens. Yeah, that's a fact. But that shit hit the whole way through. So I think we we already we answered the question. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We yeah. answered. It. All right. So the last thing we got in the microphone check segment is in our lifetime, who had the best run, and it could be from any genre. Who do you think has had had the best run? Or who had one of the better? Runs? I feel like off the top, Little Wayne and his dominance in the music industry when we were ten to what was it, fifteen? Nah, it was a long time, bro. How old it was you? ten to twelve is when he had it. Like nobody was t- telling him nothing. To my, how old are you? How old? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Was it fifth grade? For my fourth fifth grade, yeah. Bro, he had it for me. It was nah, fourth grade for y'all. You sure? Nah, it was like <laughs> at least six. Five. Sixth grade. It was like sixth grade. Because I was, it was I was, grade. I was in like fourth grade when it started. Cause I remember walking to my man's crib, bumping. <laughs> no, that's a fact. Wayne will get you in trouble. Nah, little, so little Wayne, like I 
to this day never seen some shit like that. Bro. We talking about the mixtape run, mixtape run, album run. He was on everybody Future fucking soul. Like he's okay. just going crazy, winning all types you. of fucking awards. Like he just had the game, bro. Like in his hands, in his fucking hands. Like hmm. it was dominance upon dominance type shit. I was. Go ahead, yeah. If I had to pick first one, I always go to my mind because this is even pre-internet days. I'm so fifty seven. Oh, I knew he was gonna say fifty seven. Boy, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I knew to come from to come from nowhere. That's probably that's probably the best. And like to dominate for literally the first half of that decade, the two thousand. What was it? Two thousand, like from two thousand two to like two thousand five. At least six, three to five years. At least it was only three years. That nigga had a movie, like filming movies, clothes. Fucking the music was crazy. The nigga had Dr. Dre Eminem in his corner. Like, how can you not succeed? Like, yeah, niggas nigga wearing bulletproof vests. For me, had a video game. Yeah. For me, he was doing shit I had never seen nobody do at that time. Bro. Nah, I definitely. I had bulletproof. Game. I was playing with 50 I had. We talking about music. My son was the violin war guy. The movement, like the big, the biggest run. I consider that all a run. Mm. Like, for me, because. That shit just kept going. Vitamin water. But like, the music in itself too. It's like when he released um Get Rich or Die Trying, like after that it was the mixtapes and, and, and um getting and G unit out there. Mm-hmm. Like and like nah, fifty bro, had it too, I ain't gonna lie. Had it, bro. Hmm. Had it. I feel y'all. And the pause the beefs too, it came like Nah yeah, he, 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 like, he, he had the beef on that. Static. And I was a little static. kid, I'm just watching, I'm just like, yo, this is the yeah, he was like Superman. He was he was a Superman. Yeah, all of us wearing do rags and shit. I had a Caesar, bro. The low, low yet, cut. Like, everybody like people, all the Caribbean. Bro, everybody knew who Fifty Cent was. They knew bro, it, it like I was when it came to rap. Absolutely. It was like Fifty Cent, Jay Z. You <laughs> yeah. knew who both those characters were at that time period. The reason why I say Fifty, I don't get it, is just because his two, the two out. He only had two like amazing albums to me. Like get Richard I trying in the mask. That's a fact. Yeah, it was back to back. The get, get the I think it's called the get up or the get self self destruct. Power of the dollar was a mixtape. I'm talking about the third album. I, I think it was called self destruct. Before self destruct was on. He went head up with Kanye. No, oh, that nah, was that, Curtis. No, nah, that was Curtis. Yeah, Curtis is after massacre. That's why I just looked it up. I'm like, I'm trying to see if it's fifty anymore. Curtis, I think. I feel like two thousand. Yeah, after Curtis when Kanye beat him. Yeah, that was the cut. That was the cut off. It's funny because that's what I was gonna say. Kanye got the best run I've ever witnessed in my life, honestly, because. That nigga was from, so from college. That run from college dropout exactly. to Yeezus. To Yeezus. I'm going to tell you why. Because college dropout, before that, he was already doing all the beats. Had a whole bunch of number ones. Dropped college dropout. And now he opened, every Kanye album, to me, it was he, he changed he changed music. And to me, that's, that's a crazy ass thing to do. Yeah. For like... I think it was College Dropout, Lay Reg, Graduation, 808s, My Beauty Rush of Fantasy, and Yeezus. All them albums changed music. Like, every time you stepped out, you changed music. And every time you stepped out, you Wait, charted. Lay Registration changed music? Yes, nigga. All them albums changed music, bro. How would you say that? I would say, how would yeah, I say that's, that? That's a tough one. I, would say how, how, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to put College Dropout and Lay Registration's Impact in okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Because at yeah, the time, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it was the same yeah. vibe. Yeah. You feel me? Because, like, with them <laughs> albums, bro, like, that was a time when hip hop was like super like aggression, yeah, gangster, like, drug yeah, dealing. He was definitely against the grain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was the first nigga to step out on the block. Not the first nigga, because you know, there was a whole different era of hip hop before that. But the first nigga at that time to step out and not have to do all of that and still chart and still be respected. And that opened up a whole lane for 
a whole bunch of shit we would have never had if Kanye didn't do that. So that's that impact of those two albums. And then you have Graduation. That sound in itself, yeah, that speaks for itself. You feel me? And then like 808s, that also was another one that broke boundaries. That you feel me? That broke boundaries sonically and it broke boundaries with subject matter because a lot of people wasn't talking about their depression and the oh. shit they were going through on the track like that. Mm-hmm. And then you got Dark Twisted Fantasy. That shit speaks Favorite for itself. You feel me? Classic Fine. album. Mm-hmm. And then Yeezus Yeezus flipped that whole shit On his head We wouldn't even have SoundCloud Mumble Rap or I like Yeezus When it first came out I did yeah, I, I, did. Yeah, I did I wouldn't go to that now But I, I bumped it a few times I, you, you feel I wouldn't me? go to that now though Like that We, we wouldn't have Travis Scott We wouldn't have That's None of these Croner niggas That be singing in order to We wouldn't have no future None of that shit Without Without Yeezus It was more important Than niggas giving yeah. credit for You, it. you feel sure. me It definitely is important I just don't listen to it No for sure I feel you I feel you And like we said It could be good And not for you you know what I'm saying? Definitely was yeah. Time and everything. So that that's my that's my um, reasoning for Kanye. It's so crazy to me because during that run, it's like Kanye came back twice. Like, yeah. really? like yeah. that's what makes it crazy because I never considered it one run. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it was always like a different version. But yeah. the thing about it was, he took a lot of breaks. That's what I'm saying. He took a lot of breaks. Yeah. You feel me? And and that's what made it more impactful in itself because Kanye is it considered a run still if you took a break? Yes, because it wasn't like he disappeared. He was still on features, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he was still around. And he was still producing. Features, yeah. features do count. He, yeah. he was still doing features. He was still producing. So it's like that okay. that whole time he was relevant. He was one of the number one guys. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's still, still a run. Still is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still is. Yeah. Exactly. Um, shoot. He took mine. Mine was. Yeah. yeah I didn't want to say that. Everyone mine was going to be Kanye. I feel like only people left to say is either Drake or like Hove if you talk. T Pain's a good one. It was a little shorter T-Pain's than. T Pain's reign run wasn't that. Crazy. Yes, I'm saying it was a little short. It was what? short. It, it was, was like kind of short. Years. It wasn't that long. But, also, but it was impactful, though. It was. Producers count as artists too, right? Because you, know, you could also add like the Neptunes. Oh, you could, you could put. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking about Scott saying Scott Pharrell Scott and the Neptunes. Run, yeah. For me, like, it's a lot of people that like. Metro's run was crazy Metro's too. Metro's run was crazy. Metro. For me, even Future's run was crazy. Yeah. 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 Was. Was. Future might be top five runs I've ever seen in my life too. That's not crazy. You know what they say? Drop like four straight bangers in a row, right? From the Sierra breakup to, I guess, what is it? TS2. Oh, yeah, what a time to be alive. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What was that? year and a half mm-hmm. I felt like Future just literally mixtape mixtape album mixtape that's mixtape. it like nah he was lighting us up with, like, <laughs> with, yeah, with like, music I was like, like a Wayne I've never seen some shit like that yeah. from artists like and they all hit like it's yeah. some sort of way time you came back with Purple Rain too so Purple Rain is you, we talked about that yeah. we gonna have a, we gonna have a Future's like I prefer our uh, top uh, future projects now nah, that, that's an interesting conversation cause like Future has given us different shit so like it's an interesting conversation people, to see what, so, like, people praise Hendrix yeah. and like I love Hendrix but it's just not my preferred still to this day I can't get I got much five to six I tracks on that I go back to though yeah. wait what I know I know it's blasphemous what I'm not even gonna get into wait, that what did you say I prefer Purple Rain over Hendrix that's gonna, we're gonna be here all day if I get into that yeah I, I don't know if I get behind that, that I don't know Future is the yellow color, right? Huh. Niggas is crazy. I was just thinking in my job over here real quick. Let me just get this in real quick. If Youngboy made an R&B album how Future made Hendrix, he, everyone would love him. Um, NBA Youngboy? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I know that to be true, hear me out, on Tyler's new album, yeah. NBA Youngboy has a verse on there. It's a little more melodic than he usually is. He, he's very that's melodic already on like, his own shit, though. Isn't he already melodic? He, he is. Know. I mean, but you know that's where rap is at now. That like, yeah, that, I'm not but, like, a lot of people. I mean, NBA might be one of the first. He's my favorite artist right now. I 
you definitely. I see that a lot on yeah. internet. A lot of people. He's not music. whack, bro. He's I, not whack. He's dead, not whack. He, I think he suffers from like he drops so much music. He drops so much music Beetle. to me. And it's he like, got a lot of kids. You <laughs> 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 gotta pay the bills. But he's He's definitely not whack. He's equated to like the boozy of his mm. of his time, like right. Mm. Now. He better than boozy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, because boozy ain't really have a, like this big of a range. Yeah, like, yeah. nationally. Like, because wow. even like, even if you put the internet back in boozy's time, I don't think boozy does what NBA young boy does. A lot of the real niggas fuck with, with NBA. That's why I just keep trying to get into him. Like, for me, he has always a song or two that I like. But the albums, projects is crazy. I don't know if I can ever bump a full NBA project. Bump top. Top. That's his most recent one. Yeah, okay. that shit fire. Yeah, but we got to close out this segment. So thank y'all. That was a very good segment. I enjoyed that. Uh, what did I say we going to go next? Oh, yeah. So with that being said, we're about to head into the Cookie Crumbs segment. For those of you that don't know, Cookie Crumbs is our terminology we came up with. Just to describe any topics that deal with relationships, interactions with between male and female. That's not relationships, but just, you know, on the regular. Just any human interaction, love, sex, whatever. It's all in there. So, with that being said, I'm going to drop that drop. All right, so with that being said, here's a topic. I wanted to think about this. I feel like I was reminiscing back in the day, and I was like, you know how much work it was to get, like, some titties <laughs> sent to your phone? You know how much work that was? It wasn't that much work for me, I can't lie. All right, well, Ooh. he's French Charming over here. <laughs> Heard it. But, but I'm talking. I'm gonna let you. I'm but like, you. it wasn't hard. Like it was impossible. But it was definitely more. It so, wasn't as easy. It wasn't easy. I would say it was like intermediate level. You know what I'm saying? It was like you had to really talk to. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there was some some skeezers. You know what I'm it saying? Mattered a lot more. There was you know you don't get it off the bat. But like for the most part, if there was a John that you really really wanted, like and she was really fire, more the times than not, she wasn't giving it up like that. Like the fire joins back in the day wasn't really giving it up like that. You know what That's I'm saying? That's when they wasn't sucking dick. Yeah, like <laughs> no. your pussy was taboo. Still, like it was crazy, bro. So I'm just reminiscing on like that, and that brought up me just saying like just wanted to talk about the evolution of just how much it's changed and how like where did this even start like what do you think was the catalyst for how fast we've turned from oh no I don't even suck dick to now I can't even scroll pat through my feed without this girl does OnlyFans now she's twerking this like, it's crazy now the, nah Bernice Jack Bernice People really? people really don't understand the influence that Bernice has on our modern culture with women. People don't people don't give her the credit. You think like Bernice is like the the Beyonce of that that world? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when Drake got spotted with her, and that oh, was yeah. what like blew her up and shit. Yeah, and like niggas went to Instagram. And it was over after that. Every, ever since yeah, then, the Drake effect is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ever since then, the that's IG the, model thing has become a thing because of that. Like I, thing. like I'm not gonna lie. Like there were people before her, like Kaylin Garcia and bitches like that. I but, feel like India Love is the first uh, yeah. IG model. Yeah, because she, because she, because she came after like that Bernice shit. Because Bernice was in the early stages, but I feel like after that Bernice shit, all these girls saw how possible it was to get and lit and get rich off of. Their looks and their bodies and looking good, and then it, they never look back. So. It's just crazy to me because, like, growing up, nigga, niggas had smut pages. Mm-hmm. Bitches is getting shamed for sending a nigga a photo of whatever, and they sharing that shit on the internet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Girls was going through it at the time, bro. Mm-hmm. Now I could only imagine how it is in high school. 
Like girls probably got fucking OnlyFans in high school for all we know, bro. Bro, like, and they probably be that's lying no, about no. You brought up, you brought up a good point. But I'm saying you nigga, they might be point. how they gonna how they gonna know? Because yeah. I'm thinking they gonna follow what we we're the older ones. Exactly. They gonna follow what they do. Bro, it might be really nasty right now, bro. Because you are saying you're horny out of control in high school. Yo, you're out of control hormones in high school. Like, I, I thought this was conversation. This is going conversation getting a little dark for me. Nah, like, bro. <laughs> really, I was thinking about how like the sexting game has gotten crazy to me. Where like shorties is having blue, like you can get. I've seen the best sexting uh, new pics ever. Like nowadays, right? Shoot. Yeah, nowadays. You know what I'm saying like, yeah. yo, <laughs> like the shit from like the, it was in front of like a, a vanity mirror. Like, it was like this is amazing to me. Yeah. Like, it's so like, much. Like, this is, this is great. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, this is my phone back. It's because during the clubhouse conversation, he was talking just like this. Like, he was critiquing, like, oh my God, I can't believe the current Maybe it's also the type of woman I used to deal with. Um, used to deal with for me. I'm used to the Project Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I'm used to seeing Sony. I know that background. And I'm like, yo, like, could that be used in the magazine right now? Like, I really appreciate this. Nah, because really think about it, bro. Because back to what I said about it not being that hard for me to get pictures like that. Like, that's not me trying to stun or whatever. Like, that's real shit, bro. When I got my phone at 13, that was the first time I ever got at a sidekick uh, slide. Slide. Nigga, like, within three weeks, I was getting pictures of titties set to my Mm -hmm. phone. Like, this is a 14-year-old girl sending me this at 13, bro. Like, this is crazy. After that, it was, I'm saying, I got the BBM. Like, it was really bugging. So, off of that, I could only imagine how it is now. Niggas got, everybody got iPhones, bro. Everybody got a fucking iPhone. I'm going to be scared for when we have children. Like, I do not know if I'm having kids. Niggas got some virtual nudes. Oh, yeah. Virtual nudes is crazy. 3D nudes. Yeah. 3D nudes? Go open it like this. Yeah. Nah, the hologram nudes will go crazy. That'd go crazy. Oh, like imagine a hologram like like new video. Yeah, bro, because they already got the virtual reality shits they be yeah. doing now. That shit is crazy. Bro, imagine the shit is like not that I've tried it or anything. The launch is coming. You know what I think it is, bro. I think Tom the end of Tumblr. Cause I don't know if y'all remember that. Like mm-hmm. I think it was 2017, 16, probably or a little. It wasn't earlier. that late. It was like 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. 15. It was like 15. Like because you know Tumblr was like the hub for sexual shit. Like, yeah. So once they took that away, those creatives probably were like, <laughs> we, we need, we need some place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I probably played a part too. Yeah. 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 Because my, I'm thinking of Tumblr, my man too, I used to, Ray knows this person. My man too, I used to have a little roommate in um, college. He's my friend too. Like, some girl came up to us. He's like, you you know this kid? I'm not going to say his name on here. She, I was like, yeah, like, that's my roommate. That's my guy. She was like, we found his nudes on Tumblr. What I'm the like, fuck? I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> and then like, I don't know who you're talking about. You do. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not in that way. You, you, you met him before. You met him before. 
You've met him before. I, this is all knowledge. I'm not. I'm not unknown. You've met him before. You don't know that, but you've met him before. I'll clear that up for you. I'll clear that. You don't know. He's not know what you're talking about. But so, so me and my friends confronted him because he was like, "Yo, when are you taking these pictures, brother?" Because niggas were saying it was mad artistic. Or the top. I'm like, "Why are you doing this?" He was like, "You know, man. You know, it just I'm expressing myself." Is he like one of them niggas that's like really like Erica Baduish? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, now, I just had to bring that up. That was just a funny moment in my life. So it's but, funny though for Sexton though. I feel like it just mattered a lot more to like see titties on your phone. But like now you go on Instagram and like all you see is not the nipple. Like that's the only thing you don't see. So you know, like, oh, now that's that's quality television, bro. That's quality television. I'm, this is coming from a person I love reality TV from Flavor of Love days. That's I've that's the never, vibes. I've never seen. Yes, this is some next like Flavor Not of Love. It's, this, is, this might change the game. I'm gonna hold you. Zeus is changing the game. <laughs> Zeus is changing the game. Bro. Zeus, I, that I haven't seen this much titty in a very long time. It's mad titty. The concept of the show is fucking mm-hmm. wacky. Just out here pimping shorties out. <laughs> like yo Nah it's crazy I'm not gonna lie. Miss Natural on the show bro. Natural. I know who Miss Natural is. What's Yo. If y'all watch, listen. I do know, bro. If y'all, if y'all like to engage in, you know, porn sometimes, (laughs) Miss Natural is a very good outlet for niggas. She's she's vintage. Nah, because the the one clip I saw, I seen multiple clips, but the one clip I seen, I I could remember, not with that, but the fucking when she was about to beat the bitch up for coughing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Bro, pimping. She's like, who you coughing at? That's what, I'm like, like, what the fuck? She is pimping on that show. She's saying shit, but I'm just like, yo, like, this is something to pimp with that same. I'm mean, mad I'm mad at him. I'm mad Jocelyn. But the shit is hilariously. Like, it's hilarious content. I'm not going to find like, it's, I, I, I cannot wait for the reunion. Oh, it's over now. Nah, nah. It's one more episode, which the niggas is taking two weeks to do. Like, for me, it's coming out next week. Next weekend, mm-hmm. and after that, I'm assuming it's a re- the reunion. Oh, okay. So for me, I'm not gonna lie. This might be the best reunion. I'm top five reunions. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, <laughs> right, we gotta get out of here. So we gotta move to the free free segment. Uh, random drop, random drop, random drop. All right, boom. So free free. All that don't know free free is just a random segment. We put anything in this category question we have for free free today is what moment in your life made you change the way you view things and this can range from anything i'll, I'll start oh go ahead my fault no, um ahead. mostly i will you know y'all niggas know i don't drink mm-hmm. that's because my dad alcoholic mm-hmm. there were numerous occasions where he would come home late and just be acting like a fool but there was this one day in particular like he was so sauce bro like so like stumbling all over the place my, my mom trying to take care of him the nigga was so drunk he peed on my playstation 2 games yo i know niggas shouldn't be laughing but that's bro good. nah y'all could laugh bro like i was really walky it was really and i seen that i'm like there's no way i'm ever taking a sip of alcohol <laughs> a day that, in my life and I since I was 12 and a half and since then y'all know i've never <laughs> taken a sip of alcohol ever bro like <laughs> Ever Whatever Like yeah. before that You know when And little celebra- celebratory things mm-hmm. Like um, parents will give you Little sips of yeah, champagne yeah, yeah. Like I've tasted champagne before But since that day I'm like I'm never touching a bottle bro That's wild Like uh, did, did your game still work? Hmm? Did your game still work? 
Hey, it did. <laughs> you gotta hear some it was like three cases, you know what I'm saying? The one one of them was in the system, the other ones it was it it, it worked. We was good. We was good. You feel me? That was a terrible pun. That was a terrible wor- choice of words. Alright, just moving along. Um for me. Um I can't even say, <laughs> that was great. I can't I can't even say for me it's been a specific moment, but it's just over time when I was a kid. I started to like, cause I, at some point in my life, I had realized that everybody is not that different. Like everybody walks around and has their own little complex living situation, their complex brain. So I'd be thinking to myself, like when I was younger, like nobody's brain works like mine. Like I'm, I think of things this way because of that. And I'm like, yo, like everybody has their own way. And like, you had this epiphany, like it just came out of nowhere. Nah, this is like when I was a kid, cause when you're a kid, like you're learning about life. You know what I'm saying? So like I'm learning like why. I'd say about 10, mm. about 10, 11, you know what I'm saying? So just learning like, yo, like people really just like, we're not that different because everybody has their own little complex thing going on with them. So it's, we're different, but in the same, because we still have the same systems that we function by, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like a weird juxtaposition almost, but that's kind of what I realized over time when I was like 10, 11. I'm like, you're like, yo, he's a, we call him a school bully, but like, he has things that make him like emo- so, emotional and sad. So you thought deeper than an average kid is what you yeah. said. Yeah, I was just mad. I'm you always giving niggas you, the benefit of the doubt. He's a philosopher. Nah, like yeah, I was always been an observant kid. So like I just watch it and like I'm like, all right, so why did that happen? And like I decided to break it down in my head. That's how I always been. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genius over here. All right. For, for me, I would say because my son Rambo is here and he will definitely appreciate this. When I finished watching Six Feet Under the first time, that shit made me think about things in a totally different way. So I'll be telling you. I don't know, Six Feet Under is an HBO show, and it's one of the best shows, if not the best show, ever seen in my life. Mm. It, it literally will change your life. He's Number been saying one. that for some years. It will change your life. <laughs> your life. I cried at the end. I hysterically I, cried. Like, hysterical crazy. <laughs> That's the ugly crowd. Still to this day, the best series finale I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And again, I cried, hugged my father after, told him how much I appreciated him. Mm. All this. Off one show. That's beautiful. Feel me? So again, because of that show, that was one of the few times where I was like, yo, I feel like life changed for me after that. As far as my perspective on life. Mm. Damn. It's funny because I was actually going to talk about six (laughs) But, um... Probably, like, the biggest change for me is, like, I took I took a, a, a hallucinogen, a hallucinogen drug, and um, I my my experience was just huh? <laughs> my experience was just like realizing, like, yo, like, everything is everything. Like that was my biggest takeaway from it. Like, everyone is we all are just a part of one big thing, but like our experiences and everything kind of make us like separate from that like and we make it about either like race or like about like how we dress or things like that and um or like the fact that we're human and all things are insects or animals or whatever when in reality like we're all just one thing like if, every, if it wasn't for one piece of this there wouldn't be any of it so that's probably kind of opened my eyes and just made me like appreciate life a little more cause um I just realized everything is like working together to make this happen and then from there like it kind of just made me walk around with like a different appreciation for everything honestly do you, do you mind sharing what um hallucinogen it was 
It was acid. Okay. Yeah, acid. I've been acid square. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I, I, I never took shrooms before. Uh, but um, yeah, it was acid, and that shit was crazy. But um, it was a great experience, and like after that, it just really made me realize that like we gotta stop being so hung up on shit because ain't nothing we can really do. We just we just here. We are just here, y'all. We're just here. That's all. Snow in the block. We just still. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Everything oh, just still. <laughs> but I think that's a good way to end it. With, we we're just here. We just here. And if you're making it to the end of the episode, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. We've got to say that in the beginning. And we'll catch y'all next week for another episode. <laughs>